We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. You asked us 21 questions. Most of them aren't about the Chiefs because this is a special, special episode. We're going to be talking Chiefs, Royals, and golf swings and plenty of other stuff. I'm here with my buddy, Joel Penfield. Find him on Twitter at JT Penfield. Joel, hello. Have you, have you, is this your first 21 questions? This is my first 21 questions. Cheers, pal. Oh my gosh. Well, this is uh, Joel Penfield. He's, you know, heading up the Royals coverage over there for us at KC Sports Network. So, um, we got some Royals questions in here. We got all kinds of other stuff. And if you remember, if you watch the draft coverage, Joel was hanging out with us on day three, uh, saving our lives because like we were, we were, I think we just needed like a, a little dose of sanity from someone that hadn't been doing coverage for two days prior. Dude, I, I did like four hours of that seven hours or so on sun on Saturday. And I was exhausted for you guys. <laughs> like, I think I went to bed at nine o'clock that night. I was so tired from this. And I can't imagine you guys do it like what? Well, I think it was close to 17 hours a live was, cover, something stupid like that. Whatever it was, man, it was it was a lot. But uh yeah, it was really just fitting because you know you're a you're a you're a proud uh, Oklahoma State cowboy, and there's several, you know, several that got drafted in that one window. Yeah, that was awesome. It worked I mean, it out perfect. nicely. <laughs> worked out it was, nicely. It was perfect. Like the timing was absolutely perfect. But uh right. yeah, so if you guys haven't been listening to the Royals coverage, you should be. It's outstanding. They're having a lot of fun over there, despite the Royals being abysmal. We're still having a good time over there. Uh, got to. Only way to. it's a 162 game season, man. You got to. Yeah, I'm still gonna be emotional ever. ever oh, of course. Yeah, I'm still gonna be pissed. Like, come on. Hashtag always game. Hashtag always game. Uh, I'm so I'm just really glad that most Royals fans can't watch this team right now. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm. So, 
Well, there might even be a question. I don't know. There's uh, a lot of Royals questions. This is great. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Uh, let's jump into these questions. We actually, the first question just ha- just so happens to be a Royals question. Matt K asks, what will it take for Sherman to fire Dayton Moore? I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's gonna, it's going to go down the totem pole a little bit before it gets to Dayton Moore. Um, he just got a promotion before this season. So I'm, I'm not banking on any change in the front office happening anytime soon, unless it gets horrifically bad. And I don't think it's going to get horrifically bad enough for JJ and Dayton to get fired. Uh, but you can certainly expect a coaching staff change across the board, at least going into 2023. But I think that's the most we're going to get right now. Uh, oh, I, do you want Dayton more to be fired? Just out of curiosity. It's one of those things that when he's gone, I won't be upset. But I also understand who is going to probably do a better job for the Royals than Dayton Moore has. It's a risky game to play. I don't think I want him gone, but I also acknowledge that he's the one that's made the decisions like Mike Matheny and Kyle Eldred. Yep. Like, I can't wait for Jason Kendall to be the next. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, that was the name I brought up on One Royal Way. The three names that I really like are Raul Labanez, Jason Kendall, and Carlos Beltran. Those so are the you, three guys I'm calling. You would advocate for Jason Kendall? I would. Explain. You know, he just seems like a managerial type. Like, it's the same kind of like, uh, kind of like David Ross for the Cubs. Like, it's just that same kind of like, it's a, you know, it's a catcher, well-liked among, around baseball, really smart, heady guy that I think can manage a clubhouse. And I think that's what the Royals need the most right now. Is a dude that, can, that can manage the clubhouse and not stand like a hard ass at the front top step of the dugout with his arms folded for nine innings every single night like the dude we currently have. Maybe Jason Kendall won't hire his buddy that's never coached. Never been uh, a pitching coach? Yeah. Never been a pitching coach. I don't know. Uh, The pitching has been El Dreadful lately. Mike Denny, which is more likely? Vinny gets promoted before the All-Star break or the Broncos beat the Chiefs this year? Well, Vinny before the All-Star break because there's zero chance that corny Russell Wilson is beating the Chiefs. I'm sorry. There's there's no way. Yeah, Vinny, Vinny... I'm still like holding out hope that he's up this weekend for this game, this series against Houston. Still holding out some hope. I don't think if, it's going to happen, but I'm holding out hope. What if, uh, what if it happens before this show even releases? I mean, then you'll see me at Coffin Stadium on Friday night. <laughs> of course, you have to be there. Yeah, I got to. By rule, you have to be there. Yes. Uh, all right. Zach Zaminarax asks, what are your active thoughts when making a golf swing? Don't hit the group in front of me. <laughs> that's that's literally it like if they're sitting left i'm like and i i have a slice i don't have a hook but it's i i'm gonna go left if that group is there or if they're off right i'm gonna hit the group at the other fairway i but <laughs> he's gonna zach's been is gonna hate me because like he's been giving phenomenal advice uh in uh on twitter back on twitter he was critiquing one of my YouTube, one of the one of the sticks videos and <laughs> I don't really have a ton of active swing thoughts. I try to clear my head and just like try to be loose. And maybe that's my problem. He's going to walk out of the room when he listens to this. But like, I just try to not tense up too much and just kind of give a nice, easy, natural swing. But he's probably got it. Actually, there was some advice. There was some advice he's giving in the, in the KCSN discord. Uh, some swing thoughts and some stuff. I probably need to be putting together 
<laughs> I, I I think the biggest thing for me is just figuring out a way to translate my swing from the range to the actual course. Because when I hit on the range, especially with my low irons, I hit a beautiful draw. Like I have a like everything is just gorgeous. And then I get out on the you know, out on the actual course, and I'm about 150 out. Take my out my seven iron that I was hitting pure as hell on the range, and it's going right every single time. <laughs> what do you swing like? What uh like what do you what do you score? I don't normally keep score. The last time I kept score, I shot 92 and that was like a year ago. So I bet, and I'm a little bit better now than I was then. I probably on a good day shoot anywhere from like 86 to 88. Probably. Wow. Yeah. We're not playing for money. Mike I, Denny. I, I trust me. We were <laughs> <laughs> Mike Denny, uh, which would improve the MLB product more reduce the season to a hundred games or reduce the games to seven innings. I don't like either option, but for the sake of answering the question, I think it would be moving it down to seven innings. You need the, there's a reason the season as long as it is. Baseball is an incredibly fluky game. You have to have that long of a season so that the cream rises to the top and you get the best teams in there. There's a reason why that 60 game season is considered Mickey Mouse just because the Marlins got in the playoffs and losing record. Uh, you just can't have that. Like if you have a hundred hundred game season, there are going to be teams that won 38 games getting in the playoffs. There are going to be teams winning 45 games getting into the playoffs. And I just don't think that's good for the game. No, I agree. I, I, I would just, I'd give me 162 nights of watching the Royals still. Exactly. You know, on my phone uh, with a VPN, having to prevent, pretend I'm in New York uh, to watch a team that's 20 miles from me. Hashtag always game. Kay Gumminger. What's the biggest advantage to a downtown stadium other than it's not a no longer an independence? Wow. Brutal. <laughs> Just taking uh, shots. I mean, like, look, I, I think it's like you, you kind of revitalize an area downtown. You're going to have a little bit more centralization. It's going to be easier for some people to get out to the ball game. Yeah. I was at uh, I was at Den I was in Denver at Coors Field. Um, actually, so like I, I went on a golf trip. Hey, shocker. Um, in May, the Royals happened to be in town. So we just decided the first night of our golf trip to go to watch the Royals and getting that downtown experience was incredible And place. I mean, the Rockies were under 500 at the time when we went to the game. So they're doing, they had a pretty good, they had a really good crowd there. And so like, I think it's easier for a, a higher population of people to get out there. Um, you know, I think it'll revitalize some areas of that, you know, of the, of the, you know, some of the sites that they're talking about, it'll help revitalize that area a little bit more, create some more commerce around it. Um, yeah, the views will be incredible too. I mean, what any, you any, anything you want to add there, Joel? Not really. I'm still kind of indifferent on a downtown stadium at this point. Like, I've you know grown up going to the K, so it's hard to envision the Royals playing anywhere else, and that's kind of where my mind sits right now. I understand the inevitability of it there being a downtown stadium, but I'm not in my mind there yet to like uh, accept I'm, it. I'm not. I'm not at acceptance yet. I'll put it that way. I'm look the Royal. Uh, yeah, the K is a big part of my life, but uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Connor DC, ignoring the idea that the Royals need to be a train wreck organization for this to be palatable. <laughs> what are a few needs you personally think uh, have to be in the new Royal Stadium downtown? Oh, man. I thought about this one. I haven't I haven't come up with anything yet, to be honest with you, when it comes to that. Because the first thing in my mind, the first roadblock is where the heck are they going to put the stadium? I uh, that I think that's the first thing. Um, they have a few sites. They have a few. I haven't seen any for sure of where it would go in downtown, but there's some rumors. I think I, some more like air. I, I would really love a bigger area, like they have the Miller, the Miller Light porch thing in left center, the Blue Moon Bar in right. Like I would love more 
kind of experiences like that or like your craft and draft, like having more, a more nuanced place and way to watch the game. Crown vision and fountains. I think that's, yeah, I think they have to do that. Has to have crown vision, has to have fountains. Honestly, like I wouldn't care if the, if it's a little bit smaller. You know, I, I, I wouldn't fair. mind. I wouldn't mind mind a little bit more intimate setting. You know, I mean, when's the last time the Royals had forty thousand people at a game? Yeah, I mean, cut cut down the population. You know, cut down the the um, the size of the stadium a little bit. Create a little more intimate setting. I think that could be kind of fun too. I like that um, idea. Actually, I think that yeah. be a lot of fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, no one's asking me though. Um, Casey from Casey asks, when did you become a Royals fan and why? Okay. So my dad's actually grown up a Royals fan. His, his first Royals games were like in the early seventies before Kaufman. He was, his first Royals game was at old municipal stadium. So he's grown up with it to be fully transparent. I've told and I've talked about it a little bit on the Royal show too. Like my, I live and die with the Seattle Mariners still, to be honest. Like that was my first love with, with baseball living out in Washington state, but we, move back from my dad's in the army so we moved around a lot but we consider kansas home moved to fort leavenworth in 08 and have been here since so around 2010 2011 when i knew that we weren't moving again and we were going to be there for good i bought in completely to becoming a royals fan and obviously it worked out kind of nice around them because they started to get good uh-huh i'm guessing the timeline was actually like 2014 wasn't it nah no nah. it, it was like two yeah i'd say it was like it was like right honestly it was right around the time that moose and haas and salvi and all those guys were coming up was when i really like that was that year like 2011 2012 was really i think when i fully bought into being a royals fan and to be fair it's still kind of awkward seven games a year when the mariners and the royals play because i never know who i want to win mm. it's that's always kind of an awkward series for me i was gonna ask you it's like uh 13 other al teams uh disintegrate and the only two teams left in in the al uh are uh the royals and the mariners and they're in the alcs which is like the only way both those teams are making the alcs yeah um <laughs> it would together. be it would be the mariners because they haven't won a playoff game in two decades hmm. so that's where i would go i thought we were really close to this in 2014 the mariners finished a game out of the second wild card spot so we were very, very close to getting a Mariners Royals wild card do or die game, and I would have been an emotional wreck for well, many reasons. Well, the Mariners almost all they they just missed out on the playoffs last year. I was watching that last series because I was pulling hard for them. I have family that's from Washington, uh, yeah. they Freda, and they were big fans, so uh, I was rooting for them. Um, I became a Royals fan. I, I just kind of I've, I've grown up in the area. And I remember my first game, I was like five years old. I wore a goofy hat, like goofy from like Disney, goofy nice baseball hat. He had, there was like, he's like him playing baseball all over the hat and stuff like that. And I went, it was the Rangers game. Uh, they played the Rangers. I can't remember who was in center field, but um, he ran into the wall on, on a catch over his shoulder, caught it, but it was awesome. At one point, I, I'll just tell you this. At one point in my life, my favorite Royal was Jeff King. Hmm. <laughs> That's before you were a fan, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite three. Uh, Casey from Casey asks, also asks, uh, favorite three barbecue joints in Casey. Okay, so the first two are pretty basic and obvious, but Kansas City Joe's and Jack Stack. And then Slaps is my third. Slaps so, is really good. I really liked my experience at Slaps. I recommended slaps to Craig, Maddie, 
and Bearcat, and they had a terrible experience there. <laughs> and so they've been giving me crap about it ever since. Because <laughs> I'm the guy with the food takes. Um, Joe's Q39 Jack Stack in that order. Man, it's a solid. I mean, to be honest, you really can't go wrong in this city. You just you can. I don't. Oh, I don't think. Can. Yeah, it's okay. You can trust Joel. Trust me. I'll show you. I'll okay. take you around. Fair enough. We'll go actively <laughs> choose to eat mediocre barbecue together. <laughs> That's what we'll do. As long as there's beer involved, then I think I could I could tolerate it. Well, you know, some of these places are dry, so um, just like their meat. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'll. <laughs> There's not, there's not many. There really isn't many. There's, yeah. there's a, there's a ton of offshoot places that maybe you don't get as much run that are really good, like Burn In Barbecue in Overland Park. I don't know if you've had that. Uh, uh-uh. their Burn Ins are phenomenal. Their sides are phenomenal. The Rub in Lenexa off of K10, phenomenal. Um, really enjoy that one. I like slaps. Alex swears by LCs, and that's Buddy. not, that's not one that I've gone to. Oh, we'll go to LCs. Okay. We'll go play Swope Park and go to LC's. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go golf Swope Park and then go to LC's. It, LC's is great. All right, let's do it. There's so many fun, There's so many good barbecue places. Yeah. Like, it's mostly good. The best The best meal, Rocket Pig It's the, Joe's. It's the Z-Man on Texas Toast. The Texas Toast. I'm telling you, it's yes, a movement, it's, man. It's the move. It's way better. I know. This, well, the Rocky Pig on toast is like the like I put any bar I put any Joe's sandwich on toast. That is the that is the cheat code, and it's incredible. Uh, Zach, easy content, fake McGorkin. I'm coming to K- Kansas City in October. I have two and a half days of non-game related events. The wife is hitting the Nelson Atkins area of museums while I'm at the game. How do we fill the rest of the time around KC? You got some ideas, Joel? I'll let you go first. I'm going to, this is just a great plug to the One Royal Way podcast. Every couple of weeks, we have uh, Keona Sinks, who's a director of marketing and community engagement uh, with the museum on to talk about all the events there. So definitely head down to 18th and Vine, go to the Negro Lakes Baseball Museum. 100%. 100%. You got anything else? Not really, to be I mean, you guess you can go to the plaza, walk around. There's a bunch of cool shops and, you know, restaurants. If you're kind of a foodie, there's some cool stuff down there. Okay. Um, so if you got two and a half days, yeah, the museum, that should give you something to do. Um, I would, uh, I would go hit up. I mean, you're going to be here in October. Plaza's fun down there in October. Like the plaza is a fun little area. There's like, you know, you can walk around, you can go find, you know, maybe go a little, you know, bar hopping a little bit, go find some different places to sit down, hang out, have a cocktail. There's a lot of distilleries uh, in downtown KC. There's a lot of really cool cocktail places down there too. Like you can go hang out and go to, uh, yeah, go to uh, just go down to Crossroads. There's a bunch of little small microbreweries down there that I love that I love going to. So there's like eight or nine in like a couple block radius that are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, another fun place to hang out and have a meal uh, when you're not eating barbecue. Uh, there's a place called Parlor. Love Parlor. 17th and Locust. And it's got it's it's I I've talked about it probably that's where Mother Cluckers is if you haven't Mother Cluckers so good if y'all haven't oh had Mother if if you've not if you see me tweet about Mother Cluckers but haven't had it it's Mother Cluckers uh it's in it's in uh, Parlor and Parlor what it is is it's a, a grown up food court so you've got like seven or eight restaurants really really good restaurants um uh, Mother Clucker there's a there's an Asian fusion place. There's a new slider place I've had that's really good there. 
Um, mac and cheese place. Mac and cheese. Providence Pizza's down there. Oh, yeah. There's just all kinds of really, really good restaurants. But it's also got these really awesome seating areas. Like, there's an outdoor area. Um, I think it heats, too. So, you can kind of have that outdoor feel even, you know, into... You know, not quite the 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 you know the dead of winter, but you know, even when it's a little bit chilly, um, and you can hang out and sit outside. You get really really cool views of the city from there from that seating area yep. above. So there's like really cool seating areas to you know hang out. Um, they have there's like a stadium seating row where they'll put a big TV screen down, so it'll probably be college football um, playing um, if you like that. So like there's just there's so many good restaurants in that little area. Oh yeah, I love it. I honestly, I would go hang out at Holiday Distillery. Oh, yes. Go hang out at Holiday Distillery for a day. Yeah, just go get out there early and, uh, you know, spend some time out there because they're, it's so much fun. Get the bourbon, just get the bourbon smash and thank us later. Yes, that is absolutely true. Uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if there's anything else big we should be telling them. Those are probably some of the big things. Yeah like just non-specific things so yeah if anybody else is listening and you have some other ideas throw them at him throw them at zach he does a lot for the discord channel this is all these questions were asked on discord by the way i don't know if we mentioned that but if you want to ask questions uh subscribe to the kcsn Substack. it's 30 dollars right now um it will be 30 dollars for the remainder of the year and you're gonna help boys and girls club of kansas city um it's a partnership that we have it's really awesome so uh yeah go ahead and do that no chicken tonight excluding the goat patrick levon mahomes the, se- the second what chief would you be interested to see in a royals uniform and vice versa Ooh. i'll let you go first on this one because i i got a couple i want to see bobby witt in a chief's jersey that'd be dope <laughs> i want to see him lining up at x and just running underneath mahomes bombs um the inverse uh i mean like let's let mccall pinch run and see what happens see how that would be fun that see be how fun. fast he is he can so, run straight he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't have to turn much so you can just you know yeah just hit the hit the corner of the bag and go i yeah. think you could do that we're good so the royal that i would love to see be a chief michael a taylor can go and get it and he's 6'4 215 he's got a little bit of size to him and he's got you know good ball tracking skills that could be a fun one. You could, if you want to make him a lanky corner or may, let put him at that X receiver spot. And then the chief to be a Royal Tommy Townsend has a cannon for an arm. Not only do I need to see that, but I need to see that flowing hair running out of the bullpen in like the seventh inning of a game. I like it. I like it a lot. We got to yeah. get Tommy. We got to get Tommy a cutter. We got to yes. get Tommy a cutter. Hobo Joe asks, based on your predictions on who makes the 53, how much better or worse are our special teams? I think that's a, uh, I wrote an article on the KCSN Substack predicting the 53 man roster. You can check it out if you're a subscriber. Actually, if you're not a subscriber, you can still check it out. You'll get all kinds of content like that. Um, I don't know. I think I think this is right now it's going to be interesting to find out if the special teams is better or worse because Dave Tobe has always been very adamant about getting particular guys on his roster. Yep. Um, and some of his guys aren't here. So I I, I think even the likes of a Marcus Kemp coming back, the likes yeah. of uh, a Ben Yeoman coming back. If any of those guys come back, that tells you a little bit there too. So uh, I'm keeping an eye on that. I, I think they're probably a little bit worse, but I mean, if Dave Tobe is as good of a defensive court or a special teams coordinator as he says he is, he should be able to get a lot out of this team. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, Matt K, is there any picture of the Royals pitching quote unquote wave that will be an above average pitcher? I'm going to hold my stock on any of those takes until Cal Eldred gets the boot. Woo! Okay. Yeah. How can I properly evaluate these guys when the pitching coach is so awful that he hasn't been able to develop any of them? It took, it took Brady Singer three weeks away from Cal Eldred to learn how to throw a changeup and figure it out. And now look how good he is. Yeah. I'm curious to see what Jackson Coar and Chris Bubich look like with about two months away from Cal Eldred. It's worth looking at. I mean, for the love of God, I swear, I, I have no, I have no stat to back this up. But doesn't it seem like guys hit 850 after a mound visit? I have been really wanting to come up with Cal ERA. It's so bad. Like, like, I, I try not to trash people in their job security and all that, but my God, he's been awful for four plus years. There's no reason he should still be the pitching coach, guys. They should charge inherited runners to Cal Eldred. They should. <laughs> like and anything like, after his visit is an inherited runner that he gives up. But to answer the question, yes. I think there's still about three or four guys that are going to hit on in this wave and the next one that's coming up with Alec Marsh, Austin Cox, John Bolin. Um, Drew Parrish. I think there's some other guys in there that are going to be really good. And they're doing a lot of good stuff with the really young guys, the high school pitchers, Pansini, Mazzucato, and Kuderna down in low A. I think they're going to be just fine. But it's a matter of getting the player development at the major league level to match up with the player development that's gone on at the minor league level. <sighs> it hurts. It just hurts. It all hurts really badly. All yep. of it. The whole experience. Mike Denny asks, uh, what's the best sporting event you've ever been to? Oh, man. Okay, so they're both Oklahoma State. I have two. They're both Oklahoma State related. I was at Bedlam this past year when beating Oklahoma, beating Oklahoma to seal playing in the conference title. Uh, first time we've beaten them in 2014. Didn't beat them any time I was in college, so that was that was awesome. Uh, and it was, I got to see it with my, my little sister, too, who's a student at OSU, so that was a cool moment for us as, as a family. And then... 
my other one, and this is not one that you would experience anywhere else, but Oklahoma State and Iowa wrestling is the biggest rivalry in that particular sport in college. And I was in a sold-out Gallagher arena, almost 14,000 people in wow. there for wrestling. Our wrestler at the 125-pound weight class pinned the reigning national champion, Spencer Lee, uh, to open up the duel. I have never heard a louder atmosphere in any sport I've ever been to, and I've been to Arrowhead. I have never heard like an, an arena explode the way it did when that happened. That's it awesome. was awesome. Yeah. I've, I've never been to one of those, but Gallagher Iba, it's like the seats are like straight up. Yes, it it's is. the steepest stadium ever. I won't say that it's better than Allen Fieldhouse. Okay, I'll put it this way. Allen Fieldhouse is better for the, like the nostalgia and the kind of the, you're going to the Mecca of college basketball, right? But the, it's a better viewing experience at Gallagher Iba Arena because it's, the seats don't go out, they go up. So even if you're sitting up in the 300s, you have a really good view. If you're sitting kind of on a corner in Allen Fieldhouse, you're not able to see the full court and watch it's the game. Kinda, it's kind of tricky up there. Yeah. It's kind of tricky up there. Leighton Y44 asks, who's your favorite Chiefs player of all time, Joel, and you can't say Mahomes? I thought about this one a lot as I was sitting at my desk today because I've gone through a lot over the years, but the dude that I really loved when I was in middle school was Dexter McCluster. You were in middle school for Dexter McCluster? Yeah, I was in like elementary school, middle school. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But that was that was a dude that I really loved watching play. He was just he was a ton of fun to watch. He was electric. He uh yeah, he was the first gadget player. Yeah. Well, I just I remember him when he was at Ole Miss. Yeah, he was fun to watch there. He was single-handedly won. Ole Miss the Cotton Bowl in 2010 against Oklahoma State just torched us. He's just running. He was he was playing running back primarily that game. Yeah, and I saw the Chiefs draft him, and I was like, oh shoot, this guy could be pretty fun. And it was it the one of the first times he touched the ball as a Chief in a regular season game was a punt return on Monday night. I can't remember. I, I remember he had a punt return touchdown his rookie year on Monday Night Football, but I can't remember who they were playing. Hmm. But I remember that happening. Trent Millsap, what's your go-to meal in KC or the surrounding area that is not barbecue? Oof. You go. You go first on this one. Okay. Um, Mother Cluckers is up there. Yep. Pretty big. the The Nashville hot chicken from Mother Club Cluckers is up there. Pretty high for me. They got the so like the dipping sauce they had there is really good. I really like it. What what heat do you do? I usually just go like one or two like pretty basic. I'm not a big spicy food guy. My wife is. I'm I'm just not. That's okay. That's like the jalapeno mark story from earlier. Uh, yes. You were telling me the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do like cluck yeah. Is my heat so it's like right below inferno. I get the you get the regular sauce. I always get the regular sauce. They have hot honey now. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And so you get some. You can you can get some hot honey to go with it. And so you dip the sauce in the hot. It is so good. I'm a big fan of Mother Clucker, and I was going to go there if you didn't. So the place that I love to go, my wife and I love this place. It's called Seven Swans. It's a crepe place. Kind of right. It's like five-minute drive from Crossroads. It's kind of up in this little kind of, you wouldn't, it's very unassuming place. But yeah, it's crepes. It's sweet, savory, whatever you want. Damn, it's good. I get what they call the Goodfellas, and it's mm. bacon strawberry preserves and cheddar cheese it's oh i it's spectacular it kind of sounds good yeah i'll be honest it, with you i there's i'm trying to there's some other places so like papa kinos uh actually not papa kinos it's buffalo state pizza now 
Uh, okay. That's where my six-year-old wanted uh, his birthday lunch to be yesterday. My, I just, I'm a six-year-old. My six-year-old lost his tooth yesterday, too. Oh, my God. On his sixth birthday. But he wanted Buffalo State pizza, which used to be Papakinos, and then they split. And there's a Papakinos now, and then there's a Buffalo State pizza. So one got the name, and the other <laughs> got like the recipes and all the stuff. The one with the recipes and all the stuff is way better than Papakinos now. So the pop like pop uh Buffalo State pizza is super, super good. These giant slices, bigger than your head, all kinds of delicious toppings that's up there. Right. Um I used to, so my used my favorite meal used to be at McCoy's downtown or in Westport. Okay. What and it closed. Oh, it was so sad. They had the best mac and cheese. I get the mac and cheese, and they had this brownie. It was like brownie, like ice cream sandwich with peanut. It was like a chocolate brownie oh with God. peanut butter ice cream in the middle. I'm hungry now, man. You shouldn't have done this. I know. I, I appreciate the person that asked the question. But damn. That was like one of my favorite meals. And then they just, it went away. And so, uh, yeah. Another place I love is Tin Kitchen down in, in downtown Weston. Mm. If, you're, if you're heading down that way, that's a really, they, the, if you need to know how good it is, the guy that ran it took three years to perfect his French fry recipe. And, yeah. That's something. What's the re- like? What's the recipe? They a little aioli, you know. I, on the it's side, just, they're or? just amazing. They're just amazing. It's just amazing. I can't explain it. It's just really, really good. Corey Peter wants to know your favorite beer. Now you're gonna get thirsty. <sighs> okay, it's it's a beer called Everything Rhymes with Orange. It is a it's from Rough Tail Brewing Company in Oklahoma City. <laughs> is that a is that a Parks and Rec joke? No. Okay. I don't, it might be, I don't know, okay. but yeah, it's called everything rhymes with orange. It's a, uh, like super hazy new England IPA. I know those are all super popular right now, but it's really good. It, when you get it on tap, it just tastes like orange juice. It's God. It's so good. And I can't get it here. So whenever I go back down to Oklahoma, you know, once every couple of months, I stock up and bring it back up here. So, uh, there's a brewery in Wisconsin called new Glarus and they have a farmhouse ale called the spotted cow. I've heard of this. I've never had it, but I've heard of it. It's so good. Yeah. It's just like the most, it's like, it's like the most, it's like the most comforting beer I've ever drank in my life. It's just smooth. And like, I'm not a, it's going to sound weird. So just bear with me. Like, you know, the mouthfeel. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not a mouthfeel guy. That don't clip that Tucker. Um, (laughs) Clip that Tucker. (laughs) But, uh, but like, I, like it just it, it has a good mouthfeel to it. It's smooth. It's just the most delicious, delightful, refreshing beer I've ever had in my life. I'm not much of a beer drinker, though. I'll be honest. I am you. trying to cut back on drink because I love beer and like I love trying new random beers. Like whenever I go to the liquor store, I try not to get something I've already had and try and find something new. So I've definitely like I'm not a I, whenever when I do drink, I like cocktails. I'm a cocktail guy. I love a complex cocktail. Um, I'm starting to get there. I love like I've so that bourbon smash from mm-hmm. holiday. I figured out how to make it at home. I made the honey cinnamon syrup. Yeah, I've made it. I've made it to where it's almost identical to the one at holiday. And I'm very proud of that. We're going to have to talk after this because I, too, have tried to make the bourbon smash and I don't have the ratios right, but I have done the honey cinnamon. I got you. Uh, I got you after this honey cinnamon, simple syrup. I've, I've made that. Um, I actually bought a squirt bottle the other day just to kind of have to try to make it a little bit more complex and, and yeah. better, like with the shake up and stuff, like instead of stirring it like I've been doing and stuff. Yeah. And 
my ratios were my ratios got better so i in the lemon like I, I put too much lemon in it mm-hmm. that'll kill it yeah it killed it so like i'm because like some of the recipes i was looking up online like they were a lot less it, it was it was yeah it, there was there's was too much lemon there wasn't enough honey sim- simple syrup um but i finally got a i got a few decent down but it was kind of just like yeah i'll just throw it together and see what happens instead of like a true ratio i need to know the ratios yeah. badly but the thing I love, so like I really enjoy bourbon. Like that's one of my favorite. That's like my favorite spirit. Yeah. You get the you get like the bourbon smash. It's lemon juice, mint, and a honey simple a honey simple syrup. Uh, it's like getting a mint julep, an old fashioned, and like a bourbon sour in the same glass. It's so good. It's yeah, so I, good. I, I, oh. ma- I say I made it in the like first shot. Got it perfect. And I was sitting around. I'm like, what am I going to call? Because it does, it is called a bourbon smash. I'm like, that's not fun. I'm going to call it something else. So I called it a rich strike. The, like the horse that won the Kentucky Derby. Cause it gave me like significant mint julep vibes. Like yeah. having the, the mint stock in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a delightful complex beverage. I love it. Yeah. Uh, will Bobby uh, B Hudson, will Bobby Witt Jr. Even want to stay with the Royals if the organization pan- can't put together a formidable team in the coming years, put together nine figures and maybe got a chance. I hope they pay him. That's I, I've said it on other podcasts that when you think of it, people have talked about, Oh, extend Brad Keller, extend Andrew Benintendi, you know, give free agent contracts here and there. Any money that you give to other people, that's not money. You can give the number seven. Right. And I'd rather keep number seven around for as long as possible because yeah. he's going to re- like when he reaches his ceiling and really figures it out, we're looking at like a top 10 player in baseball at a minimum. So not that's a guy him. that yeah. we're going to keep around. I'm not comparing him to Mike Trout, but some of his swings are trouty. Yes. He, he Alex has talked, Alex and I talked about this too. If you miss, like if you look at where teams are pitching him, they're not they're not pitching him down and in because that's All his way. nitro zone and yeah. if he gets to his pitch down he will park it it's going yard and so teams aren't doing that and and every time that he has gotten that pitch there he doesn't miss it right so he's got work a little work a few more counts get those pitches down or just does what Mike Trout does and just figure out how to hit the high ball and once he hits the high ball it's over folks yeah He's his outer third discipline and his outer third plate management's been a little bit interesting to watch. Yeah, uh, you know it's one of Very those things up and yeah. down. But they're they're, I think he's getting a little impatient too because teams are really trying to play out there a lot. Yep, and he'll get there. He's twenty one, guys. Like I know I've seen people say he's all underwhelming and he's a, you know and he's not as good as we want to make him out to be. Like guys, we're less than two hundred plate appearances into his rookie year and he's twenty one years old yeah. and he's still one of the best rookies in baseball. So call me. <laughs> All right, Chiefs Chief, 8120. Uh, do you see a path for this defense to be top 10 overall this year? No. Uh, uh, probably not, but I think they'll be better by the end of the year. Yes. Uh, so maybe the aggregate of the top 10 isn't feasible because I think there'll be some there'll be some growing pains. I think C. Spagnuolo said in his press conference today. But this group will be um, uh, capable of allowing this team to win a Super Bowl by the end of it. If so. nothing else, we're going to see a defense that's not going to make the same business decisions that players on defense were making last year. This and I think that, yeah. if nothing else, could make them better. I think this, they're going to be. I think they have a chance to be better than last year by far. They're better than what they put on the field in the back end of the Bills game when Tyron yes. Matthew went out because that back seven oh. was all. Uh, I watched that game the other night. Uh, last night it was. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it ended up well on the offense. It ended up side, well, but the defense yeah. was painful. <laughs> uh, Trent Millsap, top three fast food fries. Ooh, this is question is tailor made for me. Oh, I thought about this one too. Oh, where can we I? count five guys? Yes, because okay. five guys is on my list. Five guys, Wendy's, Chick Fil A. Not necessarily in that order, but that's top three. Five guys regular, or five guys Cajun. Oh, you don't like spicy? Yeah, I. You know, I could go either. Five Guys Cajun is probably my number one. Chick-fil-A waffle fries are number two. Probably, uh, I'll probably go with Arby's waffle or Arby's curly fries. Those are that that just missed the cut. They're me. so good. They are. But like, it's just like, how often do I eat Arby's? Like, I don't eat Arby's. Yeah, I don't either. I don't eat Arby's like ever. So, you know, uh, Jacob N, uh, if you had to describe each KC sports franchise as a beer, what would it be? The chiefs are Boulevard unfiltered because they're, it's just great. Consistently great. The Royals. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Cause I don't want to talk about bad right now. They're like natty ice. Cause it's just bad. It's, I'm, I'm trying to come up with something worse, but you're probably right. I, you know, like, like Frio Light, they want to go bad, bad because that's the worst team in baseball. It's right like now is what we're looking at. It's like a warm Sam's Club, oh, American Lager. Yeah. Sam's yeah. Club to honor uh, their former owner. Yeah, it's um, Sporting Kansas City is Coors Light because right now it's just they're just meh. Mm, yeah, I think that's all I got. I don't. I don't have any opinions on the Casey Kern. I know they won the other night, but that's that's all I got. Yeah, I don't know either. That that was pretty good. I feel like we should. I feel like I feel like we're doing a little bit too disrespect to too much disrespect to the to sporting because like they've been good consistently. They've been good, but yeah, I think I don't know whether to take it as this year or I get because it. if it's past years, then I'd say that's probably like Casey Pills. That's fair. That's fair. I like it. Uh, Casey from Casey, have either of you been to Arthur Bryant's original Brooklyn Avenue location? I have not. So I not getting my streets correct. Cause I'm really bad with streets. Yeah. If it, I I've been to the OG Arthur Bryant's location. I'll be honest with you. I, Arthur Bryant's doesn't do it for me. Same, same. I'm sorry. Um, I try not to slander cause I know it's a staple, it's but one also, of the big, it's one of the big names. It's the worst big name. It's not even close. Yeah. Gates is better than Arthur Bryant's. I agree. I said it. I'll be honest. I've talked about this recently. I, do you have a Gates by you, Joel? I don't know. Do you have I a Gates of. by where you work? I work in Overland Park, so I don't know. Do you drive by a Gates? You don't know. Okay. So there's one, on like there's like one on 103rd off of 435. Well, I think where you said you, I think you told me where you were. You don't have to tell people where you were, but um, yeah, the best lunch deal in the world is is the Nooner at Gates, and it's six ninety nine, and you get burn ins, you get a sandwich and fries, and it's burn ins and a meat of your choice and a side of fries for six dollars and ninety nine. That's that's a game changer, right there. It's I like see how close that is to my office, and check that out. I mean, with inflation, it should be sixteen ninety nine. Yeah. But it's it's the deal of the century right now. 
I had there's one. So like I work, I'll just tell you, I work close to uh, 40 Highway. Believe it or not, my day job is close to 40 Highway. That's not close to, but close, you know, close to the stadiums of that area. There's one on 40 Highway, and it's the one that burnt down. The gates that burnt down. <laughs> no. It's now got the it's got the goalposts now in the nice. in the sign. I I I I swing by that that uh, gates that's in the rotation from time to time now because that's that thing is so good. And go. it's just the deal of the century. Uh, Jay the fan, if either of you had been Mahomes' partner last night in the match, would you guys have come out on top? I would have hit a couple more fairways than Josh Allen, maybe. Ooh, I I don't think I would have helped. I, I he would have had to carry me with his irons and his putter, but I could have at least hit a couple fairways. I sure, but like Mahomes wasn't having a hard time hitting fairways either. Like no. we're still gonna have to use Mahomes' yeah. drive. Nah, he time. he'd still carry me. I think 100%. Josh, like, I'm not claiming to be good. No. Uh, either. Josh Allen and, and Josh Allen's, or I'm not claiming Josh Allen's good either. Josh Allen's a better golfer than I am because, like, and the wind's not an easy course. Like, the wind's not an easy course either. And yeah. so, like, Josh Allen, he's a, he's, a, he's a professional athlete and he can professional athlete his way down a course better than I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the last putt. Yeah. That was incredible. I about lost it if that was going to go in. Oh, that was it. That would have been like Josh's one contribution. <laughs> I mean, I would have looked like Tom most of the time, but maybe even a little shorter than where Tom was hitting it. Because like, yeah, and Tom's a forty-five-year-old man. The only time Tom Brady looks forty-five is when he is on a golf course. <laughs> uh, Mike Denny asked a similar question about the match. How how frustrating uh, is likable Brady for you? And what other athletes would you hate to see become likable? It is the most frustrating thing on the planet. I just want to hate him. I just I just wish that he was still New England Tom and I could hate him. But I just it it hurts. I just yeah. The um the photoshops let me hate him a little bit. Yeah. You know, like the photoshops and like the, this, the, the alterations, like the fake hole in one or the fake, you know, long, you know, iron shot, like some of that stuff or the football thing last year, those things, like they, they turned me off. You you know, know? if he had just retired, retired, I would have probably just been like, all right, but the, the fake retirement, the, uh, nearly going and being a, a the ultimate triple threat with the the Miami Dolphins and then coming back to the Bucks and then running Bruce Arians out of town, it brought it all back. I kind of hope that he just kind of falls off the rails this year. Like I just kind of just, the, I, just I, I don't need the bad man to hurt me again. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't want him. What other athlete would you hate to see become likable? I would hate to see Draymond Green become likable. I feel like he's getting there with like the podcast and like the media stuff that the media tours he's doing now. I think it's getting, it's not like it's close, but it, it. it's trying to head in that direction. I won't do it. I will refuse. Like that's just, I just don't like Draymond. I, just, I don't either. I, no, I can't do it. He's a, no, I thought I would have said that about Tom Brady a few years ago too. And I kind of like him now. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm it's my stance has softened a lot on Tom. Brady. trying to think on the baseball side. I know Alex Rodriguez really tried it. I got um, one. Yeah. But honestly, Jose yeah. Batista. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. trying. He follows everyone on Twitter. He follows me on Twitter. I know he follows me on Twitter too. <laughs> there you go. I think Jared, Derek Jeter, and I think he's getting there now that oh, he's no. not working. I know, but like he's on social media now and he looks and like he's a, you know, just a full time dad now. So it's like, I, 
he may be overrated, but he's probably not a bad dude. He probably isn't. <sighs> Dang it. To, to, that, be in, to be a prime figure in New York, in the New York media for 20-plus years and never get in trouble and always keep your head down and do your work, I think there's credit where credit's due. Probably, unfortunately. Still don't like him. That's going to do it for 21 Questions. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and all the wonderful questions from the KCSN subscribers. If you want to ask questions, uh, hit that subscribe button in the description below. We'll catch you later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.